going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope your week was amazing last week. I took a little bit of time off. I hope that's okay. Uh, Celebrating anniversary and the birthday of my son and all kinds of cool things. So we're back in the saddle. And there's a lot of wrestling news to get into. First of all, a big shout out to everybody who supports us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Your presence on the socials means everything to us. Thank you so much. If you're not following us, you can follow us right now at The Faction Show on the gram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. You can also, of course, subscribe to our podcast. And those who have done that already, thank you so much. It really does mean the world to have you rocking with us today day and every day. If you're not subscribed, all you have to do is click the subscribe button wherever it is you're listening to us right now and we can be connected. I totally like the way that feels and having you as a part of our faction community, the faction faithful, it means the world. Do me a favor also and share what we're doing with your friends, your followers, with those who love the world of pro wrestling. I think we're bringing something that is different in the world of podcasts, and I think you guys will absolutely enjoy it, all of our new listeners. To our new listeners, thanks for hanging out with us as well. Now then, there's a lot to get to, and we're going to dig into it. Let's first start with what's going on in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Will Ospreay, who won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship from Kota Ibushi a couple of months ago is now sidelined with an injury many think it could be a career threatening injury a brutal neck injury that happened as a result of his first title defense against Shingo Tagaki earlier this month as a result of the neck injury he has relinquished the world heavyweight championship which is a very big deal because again you know he's waited all of his career to become the world champion his win was talked about all around the world and now he is no longer the new japan world heavyweight championship so this does really create some very interesting things uh in that scenario and i'm not really really sure what's going to happen they're still talking about ways that the title will be determined so we'll definitely be taking a look at that but uh some interesting times certainly in new japan pro wrestling speaking of new japan pro wrestling guess what new japan pro wrestling will be a part of aew dark elevation actually they were last night where rocky romero took on jd drake and ren narita battled royce isaacs this is a big deal because there's always been conversation about that forbidden door between aew and new japan I think of all of the organizations that people wanted to see work with AEW, New Japan was at the top of the list because everybody talks about the potential match between Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Well, with Kota Ibushi no longer the IWGP heavyweight champion, you know, it becomes very, very interesting to see what will happen. Now, John Moxley, of course, is the IWGP US champion. And the first time we saw this cross-pollination 
on AEW soil was when Kenta attacked John Moxley a few months ago ahead of their IWGP US Championship match. Just a couple of weeks ago, we saw the IWGP US Championship actually defended on AEW Dynamite. And now we're seeing some new players show up, Rocky Romero, Ren Narita. I'm excited to see where this is going to go and what this is going to mean for this partnership between New Japan and AEW. So we'll certainly keep you posted on things as they arise, but... This is a big deal, and again, we're talking about some different folks that we see in New Japan showing up in AEW. Absolutely huge, huge news. Congratulations to all of them. Speaking of where New Japan will show up, New Japan also is involved in Impact as a tag team. Finn Juice uh, were the tag team champions in Impact Wrestling. However, some things have changed even then. As they lost the tag team championships against Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. So this came as a big shock to a lot of people. Certainly seeing Finn Juice as part of the tag team champions was definitely a big, big deal. Speaking of Impact in New Japan, Satoshi Kojima is headed to Impact very, very soon. So that is interesting as well. So it's interesting to see this cross-pollination that's happening with New Japan Pro Wrestling and a ton of other promotions. With that said, New Japan has faced some challenges with COVID-19 as of late. There were five different events that were canceled or postponed. Well, live events are returning for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It actually started over the weekend as they had an event in Nagoya at the Nagoya Congress Center event hall and there are events going on all this week at Corken Hall as well. So things are coming back in place for New Japan which is really exciting to see. They've got a couple of big events that have been rescheduled. We'll certainly let you know about that and we'll let you know the future of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Interestingly enough we mentioned how New Japan Pro Wrestling is connected to AEW. Well AEW's Jim Ross who of course is one of the most respected names and figures in the world of pro wrestling recently went on his podcast Grilling JR and started talking about who he believes is currently the best wrestler in the world and while many would have expected him to pick perhaps the AEW world champion Kenny Omega former AEW world champion Chris Jericho the name that he chose sent shockwaves through the wrestling universe and the Twitterverse. As Jim Ross says that Randy Orton is the best wrestler in the world right now and made no apologies for it, which of course raised the ire of Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and many others on Twitter. Here's my thought on it. I think people have to understand that Jim Ross, while a company man, is also a wrestling historian. He's a wrestling Hall of Famer. And again, he's one of the most respected figures in the sport. Who can argue with what he says? Now, granted, you could argue that the best wrestler in the world is a current world champion. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. Him picking Randy Orton, personally, I disagree. If we're going to talk about the current Number one wrestler in the world, in my opinion, it's not Omega. It's not Randy Orton. It's not Chris Jericho. It's not MJF. It's not even Bobby Lashley. It's Roman Reigns. Acknowledge him. He is the head of the table. He is the tribal chief. And if we're honest, nobody has brought more attention 
to pro wrestling in the last year than the return of Roman Reigns. Even if you look at the fact that last year at WrestleMania, he opted out of the title match that he was supposed to be a part of so that he could care for his family. That was massive news surrounding, of course, COVID-19, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody turned down WrestleMania because of the pandemic except for Roman Reigns, only for him to come back, finally turn heel, be the guy that many of us thought he could be. And truth be told, he's better than we thought he could be. His interviews are amazing. We want to see every move from Roman Reigns. So personally, I think Jim Ross got it wrong. But it's not that he got it wrong by not picking Kenny Omega. I think he got it wrong by not picking Roman Reigns. But I'm certainly open to your thoughts on that. So let us know right now on the Socialverse what you think. Who do you think right now is the best wrestler in the world? Is Jim Ross right? Is it Randy Orton? Is Chris Jericho or Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega right in giving that honor to Kenny Omega? Or do you think it's a current WWE champion or perhaps the universal champion, Roman Reigns? Let's have that conversation on the socials right now. Hit us up in the comments and let us know what you think about that. Before we go, the other super big piece of news to talk about is the return of fans to pro wrestling. We're going to put on the best show of the year tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Matthew's one, oh God. two. Oh, my God. He got it. God? He's there. Listen to this place! The killer weight has returned! That's Rocket Tahaka! Oh my god! Oh man! When is the last time you've been in front of a megastar of this caliber? For the first time in SHW history, we are going to experience a bunkhouse brawl match. No! No! no. Oh look out! be a picture of our future. All right, so it started with AEW's announcement that Double or Nothing would be full capacity, 100% capacity for what's going on at Daly's Place this coming weekend. A lot of people are excited, some are nervous, but it's going down. Then AEW announced that they will be heading on the road, and so things are getting very, very interesting with them. That's going to happen in July, the top part of July. Then we heard from WWE, who announced over the weekend that they too are returning to the road beginning on July the 16th with a live episode of SmackDown from Houston, Texas. They will be going on a 25-city tour that will wrap up on Labor Day weekend. So that's going to be very interesting to see. It's the first time we've seen them talk about a tour or refer to WWE on tour. Usually it's kind of the live event thing. Here's where WWE will be. But they've clearly recognized that some things are different. So they'll begin with SmackDown on July the 16th at the Toyota Center in Houston, July the 18th. Money in the Bank pay-per-view will happen in Fort Worth, Texas. And then the next night, Monday Night Raw happens at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. Tickets go on sale for all three of these events 
tomorrow, Wednesday, May the 26th at 11 a.m. Eastern. There will be additional tour stops and on-sale dates announced in the coming weeks. As you can imagine, they're trying to figure out where best to go these days simply because of COVID restrictions being different in each arena and in each city and in each state. With that said, will they go full board? Part of me thinks that they will uh, because certainly they want to have fans back. They want people to experience things. And I got to tell you, one of the coolest things is seeing how WWE is almost going old school now with wrestlers actually promoting live house shows or live events on WWE television. Way back in the day, that used to be the thing. But, of course, they moved from that as things have changed in the world of pro wrestling. So congratulations to them. Ring of Honor has also announced that they will be welcoming fans back for their upcoming pay-per-view known as Best in the World. The pay-per-view is taking place in Baltimore, Maryland on Sunday, July the 11th. And it's going to be pretty intriguing to say the least. Now, Honor Club members are able to get their tickets right now and they'll receive an additional $10 discount on each ticket. From there, the pre-sale ends on May the 31st. And then from there, of course, other fans will be able to actually check out Ring of Honor live. Now, Ring of Honor has not had fans for a year and a half and they just resumed having matches Back in August or September or so, they've done it to an empty arena as MLW and Impact Wrestling have done. So this is going to be pretty intriguing. And what's even more intriguing to me is basically within one week's time, Ring of Honor, AEW, and WWE will all welcome fans back. So what does it mean for the world of pro wrestling in these major organizations to reopen things to fans? Well, I think I'm going to do a hot take on that and let you know my thoughts on what this means for the sport of pro wrestling. I will say this, though. I think things get interesting when wrestlers are able to actually be in front of people. We saw how good WrestleMania was because there was a completely different vibe versus the year before in the PC or the subsequent pay-per-views, which have ended up, of course, in the Thunderdome. What does this mean for the Thunderdome? Does the Thunderdome completely go away? Time will tell. But one thing we know for sure, WWE and its fans are excited for the return of live events, as is AEW, as is Ring of Honor. So all of this will be very, very interesting and certainly we'll be keeping our eyes and ears peeled and we'll keep you posted on on sale ticket dates, etc., etc., etc. Before we go, speaking of Double or Nothing, which is this weekend, if you're able to get to Jacksonville and be part of the 5500, which will be there live in Daly's Place, that's going to be amazing. You also, of course, can watch it on pay-per-view at BR Live. But if you're interested in a different experience, AEW is once again partnering with Cinemark Theaters to bring Double or Nothing live in select theaters on Sunday, May the 30th. Fans across the country can experience Double or Nothing for only $25, and you can purchase your tickets at Cinemark.com or on the Cinemark app. It'll feature the hour-long pre-show special, which is known as the buy-in at 7 p.m. Eastern, then the main 
main card happens at 8 p.m. Eastern. Pretty exciting to see that. Plus, there are special concession packages, which include a combo featuring a large soda and medium popcorn for $5. If you haven't been to the movies in a while, one of the things I can't stand about the movies is the incredible concession prices. So you have all sorts of opportunity to be involved in super cool things at Cinemark theaters around the country you can certainly check it out at cinemark.com to see if your area will be hosting double or nothing but let me just put it to you this way certainly you can watch in the comfort of your own home for 49.99 on br live or you can head out to cinemark theaters and check it out for 25 dollars. and i'll say this again it feels as though what's old is new again if you remember the original incarnation of pay-per-view did not happen in the home it happened in movie theaters with closed circuit tv that's how wrestlemania one was watched you went to your local movie theater or perhaps an arena to be able to watch it on screen so it's interesting how what's old seems to be new again and I'm excited to see it. So we'll check it out and we'll certainly look to hear from you to see if you're gonna go to Cinemark Theater to check out Double or Nothing for only $25 this weekend. With that said, it's my time. I'm gonna get out of here. I can't wait to hear from you guys on the socials. It's gonna be a big wrestling week. Huge night for NXT, capped off by the NXT title match, a rematch from NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. As Karrion Cross defends the NXT Championship in his first title defense against the former champion Finn Balor. It should be an incredible night on NXT, so be sure to check that out. Until next time, family, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman John Murray, my name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Have an amazing day, family. I need my people here.